granted at the end of the day, what I try and remind myself is no matter what you're doing, go back to the root and the why of what Lion Loft is about. And that's spreading the feeling that golf is home. All right. Episode 13 of Golf Needs You, a podcast for golf industry creators, entrepreneurs, and professionals can walk us through their personal stories and their professional journeys and tell us a little bit about how they got to where they are today. My guest today is Luke Davis. Luke is the founder of a company called Lion Loft, and Lion Loft is one of my all-time favorite golf companies. I think everything that Luke and his team does is super creative, forward-thinking, progressive, problem-solving, and if you're looking for a way to connect golf and home, Lion Loft is it. Not only that, but as we talk about on the episode, Luke and the Lion Loft team are looking for ways to make golf more sustainable and to really kind of bring the unfinished ecosystem of sustainability at golf courses to a new level. Please enjoy my conversation with Luke. He's candid, he's interesting, he's funny, he's a great dude. Luke Davis, founder of Lion Loft. This is episode 13 of Golf Needs You, presented by Cut Golf, and I'm Will Mayo, Director of Golf Sales and Business Development at Rams Hill Golf Club. Thank you, as always, for listening. <laughs> All right, we are here with my friend Luke Davis from Lion Loft. Luke, thanks for joining. Yeah, man. How's it going, Will? It's going great. I didn't know I didn't know how to introduce. I guess the owner of Lion Loft. How do you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm the creator or founder of Lion Loft. Yeah, creator and founder. So, if so you're in an elevator with someone, and they ask you what you do for a living. What do you tell them? Uh, I usually say I am connecting golf and the feeling of home. So that comes through the form of products specific to the home, like art and home decor um, that's golf related. Uh, we also do golf events and create content about the good things in golf. So just trying to spread that feeling that the golf is home. And you mean you do an awesome job at that. I've been a fan for a long time, of course. How do you describe kind of like the vibe of what you're doing? I don't even like that word vibe, but I couldn't think of a better word. How do you describe the vibe of what Lion Loft is? Because I feel like it's very specific. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just inclusiveness, a feeling of welcoming. Uh, when you think of what a home is, that's what we try and embody every day. Um, we use the word golf homie a lot, mm -hmm. which is in line with that concept of a homie is someone you feel at home with and what we do product wise and just uh, what the brand is all about. It is, yeah, just really spreading that feeling of home and, and what that means to you and making everyone regardless of um, how good of a golfer they are or, you know, how new they are to the game or if they've even picked up a golf club before, making the game feel approachable, welcoming, and just, yeah, continue to spread that positivity and feeling of home. Yeah, for sure. I resonate with that, every bit of that. I feel like for me personally, as of late, my my mission has been on a small level to, like, try to, explain to folks or whatever that even if you're just like putting in your living room i like to consider that being golf like i don't i feel like it can be so difficult like the barrier there's so many barriers to entry to golf in general and like even the concept of playing golf is a barrier of entry i think if people just buy a piece of artwork that's that's golf i think yeah and hopefully you know what we've heard from customers is uh golf art or golf prints typically aren't something that 
a significant other would let hanging in like the <laughs> living room per se. And um, we hear it all the time. People saying like, this is stuff that uh, they're, you know, if it's a male that's purchasing it, that their wives or girlfriends or, you know, their significant other in general is signing off on me like, yeah, you can put that up on the wall. <laughs> you know, it actually looks modern, contemporary, whatnot. So that's a, always a good feeling, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. I um, wanted to ask you, what do you have like, do you have an inception moment for Lion Loft? Do you remember like where you were or how that might have all began? Yeah, for me, it was when I kind of moved into my first place after college. Um, so I studied, we'll backtrack a little more, professional golf management at NC State. So throughout that time, I was a golf pro uh, interning at places like TPC Sawgrass, Westchester Country Club. And when I got my first place, was looking for some prints of how do I like showcase that I enjoy golf and that I play golf and I'm proud that I play golf. Um, you know, it's one of those things that most people can relate to. You become obsessed with it and it's really all you think about or talk about. And in looking for that, you know, if you do like a search on Pinterest or whatnot for golf art or golf prints, there's not really a lot of things that might look cool or resonate with you. If you have kind of like a contemporary taste or, an appreciation for design. So that's kind of where the light bulb went off of connecting like specifically courses to people's homes. So that was like our first product was just course maps. Um, so we started doing that back in like 2015, drawing those out for me personally of uh, the courses that I worked at first and foremost. And it just kind of, yeah, grew from there. Wow. So you went into the PGM program, like obviously with the intention or maybe not obviously, uh, um, presumably with the intention to do like kind of more of the standard PGA route. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's definitely fair to say. My, I, I was introduced to golf when I crawled basically before I even walked. My dad played golf. He was in the Air Force and we lived in Zaragoza, Spain for a stint while I was real young. And Fortunate enough that we lived on the civilian um, golf course that was there. Um, and so I would like stumble out there, um, swing the sticks with him. And unfortunately, my parents divorced when I was four, but, and I kind of fell away from the game of golf. Um, I would just, I was kind of like that summertime, go out with your friends, whack a golf ball around, but not really know. You know, I was never a competitive junior golfer, I never played on the golf team. Um, I played baseball, basketball, soccer, football amongst the, you know, bajillion other recreational sports and hobbies, but golf was just kind of that, like, I don't know, a couple times a year type of deal. Um, but after freshman year in college, I went to college to play baseball. My arm was pretty much shot by the time I got there. And that's when I needed to get a summer job and, figure out like what the heck am I actually going to do in my life? I can't really pursue baseball anymore. And I got a job uh, doing maintenance, golf course maintenance at a local golf course in Syracuse, New York, where I was, you know, out there at 435 in the morning, mowing greens, tee boxes, fixing irrigation lines, doing the grunt work to keep a golf course green. And after our shifts got over, all the, all of us went out and, just messed around and that's when I, I really got hooked and um the pro there at the time had told me about the pgm program so 
long story short, going into it, that was just kind of the path I took with the PGM program of, hey, I love playing golf. I don't know what the heck am I going to do in my life. Um, at that point, I had worked a bunch of odd jobs and done a bunch of different things and didn't have like a clear vision for what my profession long term was going to be. So I just decided I needed to get back into college, needed to find something to do. And that seemed like a fun major. So yeah, originally I was like, let's go down this path of becoming a golf professional, working at a golf course and see what happens from there. Hmm. It's interesting because part of the reason, you know, the whole impetus for this project for me is because, you know, through my work over the years, I've been connected with so many different people in golf, quote unquote, who work in golf, who make a living in golf. But I still feel like for folks who, who want to work in golf, like I almost like this, like you default to like, well, I could be a PGA pro. And like people don't realize how many different ways that you can actually make a living in golf. And I even did the same thing myself. I was like, man, I, I love golf. I want to work in golf. I don't know how to even do it. I got an internship through the USGA, uh, like a golf administration internship called the PJ Bowright internship, which then brought me to the Southern California golf association. But I guess my long story long is that I even went thought at one point, I was like, well, I could be a, I could be a PGA professional. First of all, I'm borderline probably couldn't pass the PAT, but the, the <laughs> I don't know point, where we've played together. I think you got a little <laughs> bit of game. <laughs> I could, I, I have heard that, you know, the holes get cut right in the center of the green and we got to shoot whatever 78 or whatever. So maybe I could snip it. But my point was I asked a family friend and he was like, man, unless you are just totally committed to wanting to like do the PGA pro life, it's a difficult road to take. And I guess it sounds like from you, you pivoted maybe from, from using that much of that PGM stuff, PGM kind of t- tutelage to just do an entrepreneurship. Yeah, there's a gap in between for sure. Um, <clears throat> I worked just about every job at a green grass facility throughout my time in the PGM program before it, uh, and before it as well. Um, when I graduated, my last work experience was at Westchester Country Club, and it was an awesome time. I really enjoyed my mentor there, John Kennedy, um, up in the Met section. But I knew that long term, it wasn't the quality of life I was looking for. And I saw how hard PGA members worked, um, which I am a class A PGA member still. Um, but that from that golf professional at a golf course, that lifestyle, I just knew, you know, that six, seven days a week of never having weekends off. Um, it wasn't what I wanted for a quality of life. And so I ended up getting a nine to five job selling computers and servers at Lenovo. So that was my first job out of college, getting into tech sales. Um, so I live down here in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, went to NC state for PGM and stayed in Raleigh after graduating. I fell in love with it down here and the tech scene really exploded around the time that I graduated. So I, I went down the path of technology and software sales for about five years. Huh. Interesting. I guess I knew that, but I had, I had forgotten that you didn't jump right into to entrepreneurship. Um, but then obviously you made your way there. Um, I wanted to ask a bit about, you know, that kind of going back to the vibe, I jump around on this thing, but <laughs> it is. <laughs> Tell my, my brain pod- works too. So that's totally fine. My podcast, I do what I want. Um, <laughs> How much of how much of Lion Loft is like a direct manifestation of your creativity and like how much of it is objective in terms of like profitability? Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Like, well, elaborate a little more, I guess. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, I was curious, like, you know, it's like when the things that you have, like, are obviously so creative. It's like, man, you just make them because you like them and it's what comes out of your brain. Or do you like come up with these prints? Because, man, I think that there's like a hot market for selling these prints. Was that a more intelligent way of? Yeah, I think it? so. I mean, I would describe my my family, especially my mom's side, as super <clears throat> creative. Everyone is like an artist in their own sense. My aunt started a theater uh, on Ocracoke Island, and my cousin, her daughter, uh, started. She's a potter and now runs her own boutique and ran a pottery shop for a long time. Um, musicians, artists. You know, my, my sister is a big artist. Um, so I feel like it was in my DNA. I've always been a creator in some form or fashion, even before I knew that was like a buzzword, right? Um, mm -hmm. As a kid, was just always drawing and doing stuff like that. And in terms of Lion Loft, it is that balance of the word starving artist is absolutely a real thing. Um, yeah. It's this balance of doing what you love and want to create versus doing things that you know is going to sell and keep the lights on. So one of the, you know, one of the beauties of Lion Loft is we've been able to kind of hit the ground running in a bunch of different ways. Um, so we have like our direct to consumer, and this is more of like business talk. Um, mm -hmm. We have like our direct to consumer brand, which is what you see on Instagram. And that's where we, really create more so things that we want to create. Um, and for a while there, like, yeah, I, I went through burnout and was like, what, who am I creating for? Am I creating for myself or because I know that these types of prints sell and kind of distracts you from the things that you want to create and that you want to do. Um, in parallel to that, we have a big wholesale business where we sell custom course maps and illustrations to golf courses and tournament uh, events. So that kind of strips you of your creativity right there. But that's mm. what really pays the bills is like these repeated things that you can, you know, you can like replicate and sell to different uh, audiences. Um, so it's this balance of wholesale and focusing on our consumer brand and how those both work together in parallel. So. Yeah, that's the intelligent answer to the unintelligent question I was trying to pose. It's like, does that, like the creator in you and the entrepreneur in you, like, do, are they like at odds with that? Like, do you find more fulfillment doing one or the other? Or is it both exciting for you at this point? No, man, I've gone through different stages of burnout um, along the way, for sure. And that comes from a frustration or like, a, I don't know, like feeling trapped almost in your own uh company where you have to do these things that pay the bills and you can't carve out time to do the things that make you happy. Um, hmm. Granted at the end of the day, what I try and remind myself is no matter what you're doing, go back to the root and the why of what Lion Loft is about. And that's spreading the feeling that golf is home. So just knowing that even if you're creating the 200 course map that you've done for XYZ country club that the recipient is hanging that in their home or office. And it reminds them of the course that they feel home at, at home at. So that's what I try and focus on whenever I do go through that stage of like, man, I'm tired of printing and packing and shipping these course maps out when all I want to do is like paint or do some like photography projects or 
what what have you um yeah huh that's that's fascinating to hear because even myself i feel like i know you and i like have obviously been following what you do for a while and, and even myself i find myself thinking like man this guy's got it figured out like he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants like he's makes can he's got candles he goes on bike trips to band and he's got a podcast like it's like from the outside and it's funny i guess it applies everywhere like you don't necessarily realize all that goes on to being an entrepreneur and especially one in golf no i've sacrificed a lot to even produce anything that you see publicly like Hmm. that that just requires me not getting sleep sometimes and being like i need to do these create and do these things otherwise i mean it's part of my self-care you know there's a lot that goes into entrepreneurship and starting your own company that you just don't realize until you're actually doing it. I mean, shoot, even like things accounting and operationally speaking, and we've always um, produced everything in house. Um, So everything you see like print wise, we're printing and shipping and that takes so much time. Um, And for a long time up until this past year, really like it's been hard to figure out how do you grow that and hire people to delegate that and give it up and let other people, you know, I'm a perfectionist and attention to detail is very important to me and making sure that things are, that are like represented, you know, giving that trust and instilling that in someone else to basically take the reins on production. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot to juggle. And ultimately as a creative person, those types of mundane things that you have to do every single day can really eat you down and strip you of any inspiration or creative energy you have not to mention this uh comparison complex that you get with everything in the digital world being in your face and curated to where you're getting to see other people create um that might be in a different place than you or like Mm. they are like starting to be like well damn like i'm here drawing my, you know, drawing this course map and printing out this order and shipping out this order when all I want to be doing is going and doing some video stuff, you know, and shooting some drone footage and knowing that you can't because you have obligations to keep a business going. So, yeah, that is so true about the comparison complex, just in all walks of life. And like the thing I try to convince myself of is that, you know, when I compare myself to these things that are pissing me off i'm not doing it as well or that way it's like well they're you don't see they're behind the scenes either so maybe they're totally miserable or maybe they're you know just one of those things um all of that leads me to i wanted to you know to my own horn that i was looking at when we first connected and it was august 5th of 2018 i reached out to you on linkedin and i said that i just think that what you're doing is cool how different is your world right now than it was on august 5th 2018 <laughs> It's hard to even time is, you know, the past five years, it's weird to think like to be able to um, get a grasp on like what time actually is. And I don't know, maybe if it's just the COVID (laughs) environment we're in now, we're like, time is just, what is time even? What does that even mean? Um, I mean, two years ago, I think the biggest thing is that you make, you make a lot of mistakes. And I think like, you learn a lot. So just in like those past two years, all the experience that you gain through doing things yourself and like, I don't know, just that like 
there's no substitute for like real life experience. So I think in terms of like where we're at now, we're just like a more refined version of what we've been putting our energy into with, with the company. Um, you know, we've, we're still like trying to figure out long-term like certain things and what do we do next and how do we keep growing certain things? And, um, yeah, I don't know, like the, the team too constantly evolves and who's on board, like a lot of the team that, that we have had and have are, um, interns and people who are kind of like just getting their feet wet in different fields, whether it's design or PGM interns. So, just yeah i think that is a little different too we're up to six people now um Mm -hmm. currently versus back in 2018 it was pretty much uh just me and and andy at the Mm -hmm. time uh two of us and so and and you kind of talked about it a a, a bit before like do you miss the two-man shop or is it yeah i mean are you you glad to have the bigger team i know you said it kind of like it's tough for a creator sometimes to delegate, but I assume overall it's for the best. No, I love it. I, I wouldn't change anything about any moment in this whole experience. Um, it's, yeah, it's something that I like hold dearly, just even the big goof ups or like learning moments or um, back in the day when I was just, me doing stuff and being able to create whatever I want to like, I, I'm so happy with where we are today and the current environment and very excited for the future. So for me, it's just all maybe like comparing it to classical music and how it just, it's all different uh, in terms mm-hmm. of like a long song. Right. And each moment, each part of it is beautiful in its own way. No doubt. Um, I feel like, and maybe this is just my own experience with you, but I feel like you have always been really cool on the internet and how, like how has Instagram affected your success? Was that like planned or, or is that really not as big of a a function for you as I might think it is? Uh, I don't know how to answer that one, I guess. Um, it's, I guess like the easiest way to, create a brand following with the age group that we're in. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. And it's a very visual based platform. So for purposes of what we do as a business, it totally makes sense with like what we're creating and the audience we're serving and it being a visual based um, distribution. So I think being able to, yeah, like express yourself, through instagram as a platform is pretty cool um we certainly have on the daily i mean if you go back to our feed we really haven't posted a lot in terms of how long we've been around Um, there's spells where i'll go like two months without posting anything or if you look back to our history and but i feel like you've gotten a lot of Maybe maybe my what I've recognized are like that you get a lot of cosigns on Instagram from a lot of like influential people. And I don't mean that in terms of like influencers, you know, I just mean like like the Ashley Mayos of the world. I feel like she always cosigns what you're doing. And I assume that helps. 
I think that just, I mean, that honestly just comes through me being in the golf industry for a long time and making genuine friendships and relationships mm -hmm. with people. And it's, uh, it's just, Instagram is just an expression of that in a digital huh. sense, but like in real life, like these are real people that have, have had connections with for a while now, like Eric Lang, for example, first time I ever played tobacco road was with Eric, uh, huh. back a while, I don't know, like five years ago, four years ago. And before it, you know, he, when he was working on, uh, be the ball and, speaking of like that was a project we helped him on lying off so there's like all these things that we do that have never made uh like we don't like showcase in our instagram like hey we did the animation work for be the ball but like these are all things that we're doing for other people behind the scenes that these are like real relationships um with ashley Mayo, for example like i went and photographed true spec when there was a new location down in uh, pine needles for her and these are just like things that you build these relationships over time. And yeah, that's, I guess how I would describe it is just being in the golf industry. It's a super small community and um, it's a special one for sure. And that's been a reoccurring theme in this project for me is every single podcast, I guess that I've, I've had I've, everyone I've talked to, it's like the underlying theme of networking and I don't know if it's just golf, because obviously golf has been the entirety of my professional career, but at least in golf, networking is so important and it's become for me, it's like not, it's not optional. Like it is how I envision myself succeeding is, is through networking. And fortunately I like it because most of the time it's making friends and then you can both find something that pro productive together. And I don't know, I don't know if it's just golf or if it's, or if that's everywhere, but it's definitely a big thing for, for us that work in golf. I think golf is a special industry. I think it is different. Like coming from the tech world, it's like bajillion times bigger. I think that's like the biggest thing with golf is it's such a small industry in the grand scheme of things um, that that network is that much smaller and tighter. And it's that like third degree connection is, you know, very easy to, to form. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and it's funny too, like with my job, you know, doing sales for Rams Hill, it's like, I, I've said over and over, I was nervous to do sales. I, I didn't know how I felt about selling. And then once I kind of reframed it as just sharing something that I think is special and connecting with maybe without even, even a purpose, sometimes it became a lot uh, less daunting. Yeah. Really just, it's really just networking. Um, two more questions one is not a question one is just me complimenting you on something that i like that you do um i love that you write your thank you notes on scorecards how did you did you remember coming up with that that's my favorite thing ever what a smart thing yeah definitely um so kind of in parallel with our social mission we are very much about the outdoors so we do things like host camping events and i go on camping trips i've always been a kid in nature i grew up in the woods in upstate New York, chopping down trees to power our furnace in our house and just always have been an outdoorsy kid and person. Um, so we've always focused on sustainability with everything we do, even if it's not super, like that's not necessarily like things we're pushing all the time, but it's definitely a part of our products and packaging and, and what we do. And um, for example, we make ball markers out of clay instead of plastic that we sell or, um, 
you know, with paper, we try and do all uh, with our prints and packages, we try and do all like recyclable materials and tape and that sort of thing. Um, Man, so that's that, so much cooler now too. I didn't even think about it in that. I just thought it was like an artsy little way of saying thank you. But even no, this was about creating an ecosystem of recycling for golf courses, which is still kind of unfinished. Um, it's so we've, unfinished. We've Jeez. been wanting to do, yeah, we have the whole plan for like a lime off green certification with golf courses. And it just started with how do we, uh, like what are the things that we can quickly change about golf operations from a sustainable sense? And you look at, I, you know, I worked as a cart kid and you look at all the things you throw out and most golf courses don't even have recycling with all the plastic water bottles they go through. And the worst thing, like a lot of country clubs, you know, one that, you know, I've been at for, you know, worked at and been at is like small little plastic water bottles and coolers on every tea box or whatnot. And how many of those plastic, small plastic water bottles they go through every day or like, just you think oh, yeah. of the trash and recycling issue with golf courses um, in terms of food and beverage. And one thing I thought of with scorecards specifically is like, where do these scorecards go that people leave on the cart or whatnot and they mm-hmm. just get trashed. So I set up recycling programs with Tobacco Road, Pinehurst, Lonnie Pool, a local course, and then another local course here. So just like, hey, here's a box. Put your used scorecards in this box. We'll pick them up or grab them, whatnot. And we use them for our thank you notes. So that's that was how that idea came to be is like, how do we figure out ways to reuse versus just trashing something one time? And we've got plenty more ideas like that in the works um, along well, those hey, lines. Maybe if you need a... A West Coast set of scorecards. We can set something up. I love that idea. There we go. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Um, two more questions. I think I said two last time, but now I actually have two more. One, <laughs> what? Uh, I'm always curious for like people like you who have earned the startup phase, if if that's fair to say. Like, what's the future for for you, like as an entrepreneur? Like, what's the future for Lion Loft? What's the grand plan? Does do you, does someone like you try to sell something like this, or do you try to build it forever, or do you even think that far? Uh. I think that changes with time and like your feelings about what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. for me, I've never really thought about selling too much. Um, It's been like, how do I'm just going to keep going as long as I'm passionate about it and try and just keep growing. And it's never been about the money. Um, Mm -hmm. Even like, yeah. And thinking in terms of trying to sell it again, never been about the money. It's just like, how do we, do something that's impactful and something that we want to do every day and be around the game and play golf. I think that's a big thing too, is we try and play golf along with that. Um, So I think for me personally, it's seen what happens on this long road. I I don't tie lion loft necessarily just to prints, just like I didn't tie it just to course maps in the beginning. You know, we do things like, uh, content creation and we do events and all sorts of things. So for me, Lion Loft is a golf creative golf brand and that's kind of endless. Um, I do have some other entrepreneurial endeavors in the works, some separate companies that are golf related as well. So like my creative entrepreneurial brain always is working on ways to solve problems and that might not fall under the Lion Loft umbrella. Um, also have Landon Loft, a sister company that I've been talking about getting going for a long time. Um, 
we've got a team member now that's really going to help us do that. So land and loft will be something that we kind of divert some energy to as well. And these two sister companies and land and loft is going to be essentially the same vibe aesthetic products, but related to the outdoors. So like national parks, mountain skiing, surfing, backpacking, that sort of thing. Um, and those places and expressions of those places. So, um, so awesome. But if anyone wants to offer me some money, (laughs) everyone has a price, right? Well, the last thought about that too is like, all right, what is my price? If I were to sell this, like what would make me, I'm fascinated by that. I'm not fascinated (laughs) by how like people's business minds work. I always want to know like just how, how those ecosystems work. But last question, uh, actual last question is I put everyone on the spot and I'm pretty sure everyone hates it, but I just wanted to give you the opportunity to offer up some breaking news that I can use to promote this episode with. Do you have any breaking news that you'd like to share on Lion Loft, Land and Loft, or any of your other business ventures? Do you want to announce one of your business ventures or something? Um, not the business ventures yet because COVID stopped it in its tracks, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, we won't do that. But I will say on the event side, that's really a big focus for us. And that also kind of got stopped in its tracks with COVID. But we are expanding Home on the Range and other events to other venues. So stay tuned for that. If you want us to come to a golf course near you or come to your area with our camping event that we do, let us know. Um, But events, is uh, that's kind of like the next fun thing for us to continue to dive deeper into and that gives us that ability to really tangibly connect with our customer and give you guys a face to the brand and who we are as people and you know it's been awesome we've done home on the range uh for three years now and we've had a lot of repeat people come in um and you get to like know these people more and more every year so golf is a great connector of people and events is our expression of who we are and what we do so it certainly is a great connector. It's connected you and I, and I appreciate all that you've done for me along the way, including being on this podcast. Yeah. Keep it going for sure. I'm excited for you. And um, yeah, you're a great dude and appreciate all you do for golf. So thank you, sir. It's Luke Davis, line loft, lie and loft.com spelled out. And that was that. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. You're the man later, Luke. Later. I'm playing golf this weekend I'm on the tee box swinging I have my phone up on airplane mode I'm on the fairway lighting up a storm